0: I love life now and I used to just feel not that way which is such a waste I've you know had such success and you know so many incredible opportunities but just wasn't in a position where I was able to to see any of that so it's been it's been a cool journey
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 74 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman.
2: And I'm Mason.
1: And today we have a really great episode. We got to chat, or actually I got to chat, with Maisie Williams. Uh, you may know her from Game of Thrones, but also a bunch of other stuff. And I think the cool part about this episode is we get into uh, just really growing up and her starting to act so early feeling like she, you know, she didn't really have any friends her age and coming out of that, having to make friends, going through a tough time during COVID when she was finally at home and and really like learning to, you know, develop as a person, go through some challenging times, go to therapy uh, and really like learn about herself because I think a lot of it was just an outward projection of, you know, wanting to be liked by others or really not even understanding what she actually liked herself versus like the persona of her as an actress on a hit show and so we get into a bunch of stuff i share some good stuff in there as well about myself personally so so look out for those things
2: how old was she when she started working on the show
1: i think she was like
2: eight or something like
1: that so that's crazy eight or nine or ten but either way really young and she's obviously around much older people it's the like
2: whole time like a teenage years basically you oh say yeah like nine to 19 or something
1: yeah like. and she she was from this really small town so you know the show started to get really big and everyone was watching and supporting her from afar so overall really cool uh, we had been trying to get her on for a while so really happy we, we we got to do it she's working on a bunch of other cool stuff as well outside of acting so you know we get into all of that but yeah anything on your side before we get into it
2: no I think i I think it's always interesting, like to talk to the child stars. I feel like we've spoken to a few of them at different points in their career like if you think about Ashley tisdale uh kind of the same thing like Maisie of experiencing fame at a young age and 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 having to grow up really fast and you know talking to Ashley now that she's a mother and is obviously a decade plus older than Maisie, but to really hear from Maisie you know right in this time period of a few years after the show has ended with covid of you know still being a young adult like just as we are really trying to figure everything out i just think it's really awesome to hear her perspective in this time you know it's the present time as she's going through it as opposed to like a hindsight like looking back really
1: yeah no for sure and you know without further ado we'll get into it please always uh as always leave us five stars on anywhere you listen to the show it really helps uh the show has been starting to grow a good amount so really appreciate everyone's support uh sign up for the local optimist digest newsletter as well if you haven't yet we share the best stories around mental health each monday but uh yeah without further ado we'll get into it
2: the mad happy podcast is brought to you by optimism. Enjoy the show with Payman and Maisie.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us um, on the Mad Happy podcast. I know we've been trying to do it for a while, so really, really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, of course. Not sure if you've ever listened, but but really like the, the gist of the show is like we try to tell different people's stories and like, you know, help continue the conversation around mental health. So we've had almost 70 episodes so far, and it's been great to just like hear everyone's story and like all the differences in their lives. But how many of like the feelings and like the things that actually people go through are the same Mm. for you? I'm curious, like taking back to when you were growing up, is there a moment that you remember from like your childhood of like thinking about mental health, even if you didn't know what that was as you were growing up?
0: Yeah, um, it's something that I've only very recently decided to like open up about publicly but I had a bit of a strange start in life. My father wasn't really the best role model or protector of myself and my siblings. Um, and we were kind of sort of manipulated into believing that it was normal. And so we spent a lot of our childhoods pretty scared and confused and anxious. And so I did have a bit of a strange kind of start but i guess like you know in becoming an adult and meeting other people and discussing mental health more i realized that it doesn't really matter what happened when you were a kid there are a lot of things that a lot of feelings um either then or now that you know i still have in common with with a lot of people but yeah i feel like my relationship with my mental health when i was a kid was i just was very confused i always felt incredibly anxious, and like this feeling of impending doom. And, you know, I was led to believe that nothing was wrong, when in fact, actually, there were a lot of things that were wrong. And so I guess, you know, in in understanding that, um, and sort of coming out of that really bad situation, when I was about eight, I started to trust my emotions a little more. And yeah, learn to yeah kind of um yeah trust trust that instinct i guess
1: yeah and and you grew up um as the youngest of four if i'm not mistaken but like what was your relationship like with your siblings like was it sort of unspoken that like you guys were all going through something like tough and didn't really realize it or like did you get were you guys all in it together like do you remember anything about that
0: I do. We actually were like probably the greatest support for one another. And I have so many incredible memories of playing with my siblings at my dad's house. Um, And and not as much at my mom's house because she was such a great parent. So we would like go to our friends or go to birthday parties or whatever. But at our dad's, we were just kind of left alone um, for hours at a time. And so we only really had each other. And I think that that made us incredibly close and yeah, I think it was like kind of confusing and bizarre for us all. And, you know, now I feel like, yeah, it's kind of brought us even closer, to be honest with you. My my family is really everything to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, even even as children, it was never a dull moment. There's always someone to hang out with, <laughs> yeah. always someone to get into trouble with um, or blame yeah. <laughs> for but- the things you've done.
1: <laughs> and did you feel like as the youngest, like, did you feel sort of like, lonely in that sense of like oh like I'm I'm like the youngest one I'm sort of like you know we hear that a bit actually on the show of like sometimes being an only child or being the youngest one everyone's doing things you're kind of isolated like did you have those feelings growing up?
0: I think when I was a kid like when I was very young I used to just worry about my older siblings like I wanted to protect them and then when we kind of came out of that situation and you know like being a old child or a young teenager that sort of period yeah I felt like you know my fr- my siblings don't want to hang out with me like I'm not cool and they want to go and see their friends and and I think that there that you know there were times when I would spend a lot you know a lot of time alone so there's definitely like a little bit of loneliness but I think that also was kind of propelled by starting acting and you know kind of moving outside of like the typical school dynamic friends at school and like the social kind of aspect of school and you know kind of being fragmented from that as well so it's probably a combination a combination of things but yeah it's spent a lot of time on my own and i'm really grateful for it now
1: yeah i feel like um in the moment it feels really hard especially like being younger and like feeling lonely and not having kind of the tools but but a lot um of people share that like they they love that time thinking back to it and like it helped them grow a lot for you like Mm. when you started like kind of developing when was it that you started developing kind of your own identity of like who you are what you like and 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 sort of like the things you want to do like was that as you were getting into like acting or um you know is there a time that you remember that starting to happen
0: you know, I've been claiming to have my own identity for like a, a very long time, but I think it's really, if I'm being completely honest, it's really something that I've felt just like tr- truthful or honest or real in like, you know, my identity really since like 2020. I I think the pandemic spending that time alone kind of propelled that, but you know, I I've had I've had a real long battle with understanding who I am and being able to feel, you know, confident in any of my desires or or just being able to listen to any of my desires and, you know, accept them of like, accept them as pieces of myself and not just like, am I only doing this because that person thinks it's cool? Like what's mimetic desire versus like what is actually me? And yeah, that's a long I feel like that's a long journey to self-discovery
1: yeah I think we're always always on that journey a little bit um Mm. but I'm curious like do you think it's because like why do you think that is that you felt like it took you longer because of start you know taking an untraditional path starting to like act and kind of go down a path and then feel like that's who you are now because you went down that path and then like learning your other interests later on or like what Sort of propelled that for you,
0: I mean, yeah, perhaps i th- I think like what I struggled with the most was like doing interviews when I was very young, because you're asked to define your opinions on all kinds of things, um and I really felt like, oh my gosh i re- I need to have an opinion on everything, <laughs> I need to know what I feel like what I think and feel um. And I was, like, incredibly outspoken, but it, it...
1: Just, like, what you think people wanted to hear and stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly. Wanting to be liked, wanting to sound mature, wanting to sound, like, you know, eloquent <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I never really... Spending all of this time thinking about my opinions on these things, I never actually figured out what my opinion was on anything because I think I was just sort of, you know mimicking what I'd heard before yeah I think like the the public image and like the you know like the famous actor version of myself was someone that I had to define but it it wasn't really myself
1: and and like at this time like what what was your relationship with like school like how were you going to school and acting like were you with other kids or Was that separate or?
0: Yeah. So there were a couple of other younger actors who were on Game of Thrones. So we would, well, we weren't always acting together, but we had like a setup where they would have a tutor on set for various times. And I would spend quite a lot of time away from school, but it would always be quite fragmented. And to be honest with you, I just had like insane FOMO of school, but also felt like way more alive on set. So it was like this strange balance between hanging out with adults and like being a working person. (laughs) Um, But, you know, missing out on all of the fun things that teenagers do. Yeah, I felt like there was, I I felt like it was the most incredible opportunity, but I felt like I I sacrificed a lot and that was really challenging. I struggled with that. I, I felt like I missed out a lot.
1: And what about your friends like at from school, like how how did they react to it as like things started to pick up in that sense? Like
0: Mm. my like my friendship group were incredibly supportive and excited and just gave me, you know, all of the support, really. Um, And then even when the show came out, I had a friend back then called Emma and. She uh, she w- was, like, actually training to – well, she was a swimmer, but she was, like, a, you know, competitive swimmer and would go to – like, would swim basically for hours and hours after after school, and I remember her, like, every Tuesday coming in and being like, I'm so exhausted, but, like, I stayed up and watched the episode and, like – and just things like that. People were incredibly kind. It was also bizarre and strange, but, yeah, people – my 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 friendship group were was supportive
1: yeah and um and i guess like for you like how did it evolve like starting when you're like very very young like 12 or 13 and then like as as it continues to grow and i think like you know it obviously took took a course of its own that like probably not many people expected for the show from day 1 um like how did your relationship both like with the show and like with, like, the world around you change? Was that just more of, like, continuing to, like, oh, this is me now because, like, the show's bigger, so, like, it's even more me now and, like, kind of, like, down that path? Or, or like, how did you start thinking about it as you got older and started to, like, understand more?
0: It always felt like something that was quite far away, something that was, like, successful in America and, you know, that being HBO and, you know, that sort of thing was was pretty meaningless to myself and everyone that I grew up with and, like, the town that I grew grew up in. Like, it it didn't have the same kind of, like, impact. So I guess when it started to, like, get closer and closer and closer and, like, kind of seep into just, like, pop culture and, like, you know, it's, yeah. I I remember, like, Ed Sheeran tweeted about it and, like, everyone lost their mind at my school. They were like, this is... (laughs) like insane like Ed Sheeran knows about this show that you're in um and I guess that I don't know how did it feel I mean it was just incredibly exciting like I always dreamt of like I don't know just big things I wanted to perform I when I was when I was a small kid like I always loved making people laugh I wanted to perform I wanted to be on stage like I I did the school plays and things like this. And it's not like I, there was like a certain comfort in it where I was like, this feels like very natural. This feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is like, you know, makes sense. Even though it is completely bizarre, there was always kind of a base level of like, I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, So it was, you know, affirming and exciting and also strange and difficult. But Yeah, kind of just, like, surreal. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm sure the Ed Ed Sheeran tweet was was crazy. (laughs) Um, And and so, like, for you, as as you were growing up, like, did you begin, and you kind of alluded to it, but, like, did you like acting more? And, like, it kind of was like, oh, like, I do really like this? Or, like, did that ebb and flow at all? Or, you know, how you thought about it?
0: Yeah, I... Well, I, I I wanted to dance and I did a school play when I was about like, I don't know, nine or ten. And a lot of the other moms who were like watching the school play came up to my mom and was like, you should like, you should get her like dance classes or something. And so my mom was like, and I kind of been begging her for a long time, but like, you know, being the youngest of four is, and my mom being on her own was like, okay, well, you know, and I want, you know, <laughs> to uh i don't know meet someone cool but it's not gonna happen (laughs) um so but she did she got me these dance classes and and that was it i was like i want to go to stage school like i want to audition for anything i want to audition for the funding and my mom was kind of like you know we're just really supportive like we always knew at every audition even if i got in we couldn't afford to go so it was just like well i have to i have to get the the like bursary or like i have to like I just kind of gotta do it. (laughs) And so I was like very much ready to make that my life when I was like when I was younger. And that acting was definitely strained when that ended up being the thing that took the lead. Um, And I definitely missed dancing. And then, you know, my dance classes and like the place that I would train, then sort of started to fall into that that part of my life that I felt like I was missing out on. And I felt like I didn't, yeah, I didn't get to like,
1: like take the full potential
0: of it and explore it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And, and that was incredibly strange, but I kind of always knew what the priority needed to be. So, yeah, I, I guess like, and you know what, like looking back now, like I'm glad that my like biggest dream, greatest hobby like biggest love biggest freedom release which is dancing is like still my own and it's like not no one else
1: it's not like tainted by like yeah yeah right yeah
0: it's still like something that i something that i have as like a tool for mental health for like exercise for like
1: for yourself more than like to sell it to make money to like be famous for and all of exactly things, which takes something away from it for sure that, that's super interesting because, you know, I feel like it's a lot on, like, any young person to, like, go through, like, whatever, like, that eight to ten year span of just, like, so much, like, information and, like, you know, stuff coming into your head of just, like, you have to keep up and, like, like you said, like, struggling to know, like, what is actually me and, like, who am I without the show and, like, who am I, like, as just a kid who's 15 or 16, um, like, were there points during that time or was it not really till after the show that like you know you said like 2020 is when you really started to like take a break obviously like probably not be able to act and like more more take care of yourself and learn about yourself like were there times before that that like that started to creep in of just like you would be somewhere and then you'd be like oh like this doesn't feel like it's fully me or like how did you experience those things throughout the show?
0: Mm. I definitely felt like I created a persona of, like, the version of myself that acted and was an actress and, like, did interviews and did, like, I felt like I created this, like, incredibly charismatic, like, bubbly and, like, it's... (laughs) Sounds funny now, me being like, that's still a part of me, yeah. <laughs> being like incredibly charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: but, but I think it was just like very people pleasing and like entertaining, and it, it was it was, um, not relaxed by any means. It was incredibly forced. And then, yeah, the other part of myself that sort of lived life, and yeah, was kind of like vulnerable and honest and open and com- and confused and like unsure and and you know in ways like kind of scared or or and I think that there's like that's a really that's the most relatable part of yourself really like showing that vulnerability you know because that's that's the piece that we all reserve for ourselves or the people who love us but it's it's like the part that gets in the way of like the joy and the love and the excitement and charisma so I definitely, like, kept those two things apart, even though I, you know, I definitely had a lot of those um, feelings that would be kind of, like, typical for, like, a, a yeah.
1: You know. It's crazy because, one, I think everyone has those feelings, even when you're older. Um, but you just get better, I guess, like, repressing it if, like, that's where you're used to. But also, it's, like, you grow up. And even for me, like, I moved, like, I was born in Italy. I moved to L.A. when I was six so I didn't speak English. I felt kind of like an outsider for like many, many years. And I think it's still part of me of just like trying to fit in from such an early age and like feeling like the odd one out, not speaking English, all that stuff. And I think you grow up, especially in like middle school, high school of like trying to be liked by everyone because you're like, oh, like being like everyone is what it's about. And then obviously, hopefully as you get older, you're like, oh, actually like, this is why, like, I'm cool, you know, and that's why this person's cool. Everyone's unique in their own ways. But we all, like, experience it the same way. We all have the same, like, six core feelings. We all feel, like, sadness the same, all of those pieces. And I think it's, like, hopefully, like, as soon as you can in your life when you, like, identify, like, oh, like, who who you actually are what you actually like and why that's unique and, and, and cool for yourself, I think, like, helps so much more later on. And it wasn't for me to, like, I don't know, like, even going through college, like, I was sort of on this, like, path of, like, you know, I went to a good school, like, I was in, like, gonna do, like, finance and, like, all this stuff, and, like, it wasn't actually until, like, I I got sick, I moved back to LA, and then we ended up starting Mad Happy that, like, now through the last five years, I've learned, like, oh, like, I know what I like now, you know, and, like, I don't care about XYZ things, but I really care about these things, and I think, like, even now it's like a work in progress because like yeah like when i'm working like when i'm like the ceo of mad happy yeah like i act a certain way right like i still can't always be a hundred percent me but i think the more you move towards that just like the more true you're being to like yourself and like that that reflects on everything you know like the energy you have like how you feel like your mood all of those things like your body knows when like you're faking it and yeah everyone has to like at different times and that's fine and We have different relationships with different people. But I think for me, that's been the biggest thing. And I think it wasn't until I really started therapy like two years ago where like I started to realize, oh, like I've never even thought about this stuff ever in my life. Like I never questioned why do I do things like that or why do I do things like that, which is just like pretty crazy because like you could go your whole life and like not really like question Mm. anything.
0: Do you feel like you um, do you feel like you ever felt like ashamed of like? yourself or, or like your, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, I think like, um, I think generally speaking, I've always been like very like positive, um, myself. So like I was, I've never really been like that negative towards myself. Like, I think the main things have been like, like I've noticed certain habits and things I do that like, you know, when I'm stressed, whether it's just like, Mindless eating or like things of that sort, or like being on my phone a lot, things like that that are just like then when I do those things, I'm like, like why do you do that like that you know that that like you shouldn't be doing that type of thing. That's probably when I'm like most critical about myself, but I think like growing up, like feeling like the outsider piece, I think that played and plays such a bigger role in my life than I initially realized, and I think like you know, I grew up like in a very like well-off city, like, in Beverly Hills, but, like, you know, and our family was fine, but, like, I didn't, I, I, you're just, like, looking outside, and you're, like, oh, everyone has, like, so much money, everyone does X, Y, Z things, and then, like, you develop this, like, chip on your shoulder, which in some ways is good. Like, you want to, like, do well for yourself, for your family, all that stuff, but there's also, like, the negative side to it, and until you could identify that and actually talk about it, like, you can't ever get past it. So I think for me that that's been, like, the last two years, um, and, and for me like it was always like i was always into like trying to find like the right person f- for therapy especially because like you know it's a specific type of like way i think and like i'm very ambitious in xyz things and like you have to understand the context of like our company and all of those things so i don't know i think that's sort of been it for me
0: what about you what 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 do you mean
1: i, I guess like the part of just like as you've you know, you said like maybe like around 2020, like you started to like dig in and like, yeah, identify some things like, oh, like, why do I do this thing? Or like, mm. what about this? Like, what what was that discovery like?
0: Yeah, well, I, I had um, spoken to a therapist before and. I got on very well with her and it was like definitely a point where everything was like bad, like very, very bad, but I didn't stick with it. It was like a couple of week thing. And then I, you know, made some excuse and was like, okay, well.
1: (laughs) So when was that? Like around the time? I
0: probably met her in like um, 2018 or possibly 2017. I mean, she was incredible um but i think i just wasn't really ready yeah i wasn't really ready to you know go i just wanted to stick a plast like a plaster on it and i think what it was about the pandemic was like uh, you know i always kind of managed to blame like any of my mood swings or like just like low mood or like, you know, these patterns, rhythms of behavior, like I could always be like, well, you know, I'm jet lagged because I just came back from here or that was, you know, a lot of night shoots. So I probably not, you know, I haven't had a lot of sleep or I didn't, you know, eat good or I could always pinpoint on something. Um, But then I was like, you know, had this period of time where I'm just like at home, like everyone was and like all of the variables like stopped changing and every day was constant. Every day was consistent. And I was like, so you know, why, <laughs> why am I still? Because I love being at home. I love being on my own. And like, it wasn't that I wasn't missing, you know, the outside world. Um, I actually was like, this this sits good with me. But I kind of still had these things, and so yeah, I started speaking with um, my therapist again, and and we we stuck to it every single.
1: The same one.
0: Yeah, I I, I emailed her just being like, you know. Uh, yeah (laughs) will you have me back (laughs) um and yeah then we did we we spoke every single week for about well until like now we've only just dropped down to doing like every two weeks which is like kind of exciting I was really proud of myself like (laughs) passing my driving test or something (laughs) um but it's been incredible she's um yeah she's really just like helped me helped me with everything like my life is just entirely different and better and like I love life now and I used to just feel not that way which is such a waste I've you know had such success and you know so many incredible opportunities but just wasn't in a position where I was able to to see any of that so it's been it's been a cool journey
1: well that's amazing yeah I think it's like funny because you also don't need to be at like your lowest low to like do start therapy and i think for me like it was interesting because when i started like january 2021 and i yeah i've done every week since it was like i wasn't in a low and i felt like good in that sense because like you you want to you're going to face downs in your life and you want to be like more ready for them and i think that therapy just allowed me to like realize a lot of things learn a lot of things change some things in my life and then like when harder times do hit at least like i've developed this like you know Better understanding of like who I am. And I feel like that was probably the same for you. And I think the pandemic was a good time for a lot of people because like it's very easy to like out busy yourself mm-hmm. into like hiding the things that like you know are actually there, but you're just like pretending like they're not. Um, and even coming out of it now, it's like it's hard because like everyone's right back to it. Um, but you forget like, oh, this thing that like I was like working on like I should probably keep doing that because like it was in my life for like you know so many years I can't just expect like one year to like remove everything from the past and I don't know for me it's been interesting in that way and whenever I talk about therapy I that's what I tell people because I just think it's like a cool um practice to have in your life in whatever way you can and obviously like accessibility and all of those things hopefully will continue to become better and, and it's all about the right match with the right person but um that's definitely been really really big for me so um yeah
0: yeah it feels like um like it's just kind of building a toolkit for sure but the thing is is like my therapist is like someone that i just um (laughs) like i don't want to ever lose so i'm like and it doesn't mean you you know i ever have to stop going to therapy but it's like the goal is to not speak to one another again. And I'm like, but this is crazy. <laughs> you just like, my life was nothing without you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's great. It, it is pretty crazy. And I guess like for you, like when did it start? Like, you know, you have like so many interests, but like when did you start like exploring them outside of acting Um, and and, and how did that come to be? Like, was that part of sort of this journey of like, I'm not just like an actor?
0: I felt like... Just very very trapped like towards the end of game of thrones just because like the show was so massive and um the publicity was so insane and every single like word you breathed would be like everywhere and and just like it felt like i was doing all of this press and and you know speaking to so many people but i also just felt like further and further disconnected from like whoever was being sort of portrayed in in the media or like whatever and i also felt incredibly different to aria and i you know i kind of was like if if that's what i'm loved for or, and that's what people want like what about all the other things that i want and i just kind of felt like i needed to like cut ties quite aggressively um and start exploring you know my myself again um yeah and i guess like kind of really did start through like technology through building a company through working with my peers and like building something from nothing like I felt like I was a a, a piece of like a massive um, machine on Game of Thrones but it was really cool to like create something to start like from the very beginning to basically enter into a world that I had like no business being in like what do I know about tech kind of thing and it was just really nice to like to explore that like beginner or like, I don't know, just like earn the trust or, or, to, or just to learn as well. Like, yeah. So kind of moved into that and stepped away from acting and struggled with a lot of like the auditions that were coming in or projects that were happening and felt kind of disconnected from the sorts of roles that people wanted me to play versus the sorts of roles that I wanted to play. Um, but I didn't really know how to define the roles that I wanted to play. And I guess like, I didn't really think about it at the time, but what I did was just, like, I, I started, like, living life, right? As an actor, you're kind of, like, mimicking, like, people. <laughs> and, like, how would you know what it's like to be a person if all you do is, like, are an actor who's, like, famous doing interviews and you never have, like, a normal conversation with someone or, or yeah. So so in the the long game, it was, like, a really important time in my life. But at the time, it was, like, why have you just my my team or whatever you've just come off the most successful show ever like you could do anything you want and like why can't you reply to an email type thing so it was like it was an interesting time
1: and for you like did it feel like in some ways you like matured beyond like your age but then in other like through the show and everything but then in other ways like you were just like experiencing things for the first time of just like you know like that weird balance of those two
0: Yeah, definitely. Like I had it all figured out, but also like I felt like a completely socially, like, I don't know.
1: You just like don't have to build like the normal, like even like small talk or conversational skills in like that environment. Yeah.
0: Like basic level social cues and like, yeah, just, just, there was like a definitely a little piece of myself that I was like, like this i was very new like i've never really done this before type thing and i just kind of wanted to seek out people that like didn't really have preconceived like um ideas of like what i would be like so as then like when i was just like myself and kind of awkward at times but also like you know very experienced in other moments and like kind of every sort of piece of myself like I, i felt like um Like, it was okay, right? I didn't have to pretend that I knew exactly what I was doing in the times when I didn't. And I also, yeah, um, didn't weird anyone out by being, like, a little bit socially awkward.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. Um, And uh, in terms of, like, how you're thinking about, like, you know, relatively speaking, like, you're obviously very young, at 25 now, and there's so many things you could do for many, many years. Like, I guess at least in this time, Like, how are you thinking about like splitting your time, both like with acting, with with Daisy, with with everything that you're doing? Like, how do you think about like the work that you're trying to do? Obviously, it seems like it all has like a layer of like impact and and those pieces. But like, how do you how do you think about it?
0: I think right now, like in 2022 type thing, I've definitely like wanted to reconnect with acting in a way that was, um, or like creating in a way that is like healing and meaningful for myself. And I think I've just learned a lot more about my craft recently. Um, And it's been really fun implementing that into this job that I'm doing and, and a couple of the recent jobs that I've done. Because the thing is, it's acting is like not a twenty four hour twenty four seven job. Like, there's a lot of time when you're not doing that, and so it's like you wait a long time to like get a role, and then you're like, okay, let me try all these things out, and then like six months later, eight months later, years sometimes it comes out, and you go, mm, yeah, that wasn't quite right. Okay, like um, let me try something different next time.
1: Yeah, like the feedback loop is so slow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's been nice to kind of explore acting in this particular role um and do it in real time more so than thinking about the outcome it's more about like the feeling of right now like what are we what are we building that's real like what does that connect to with myself like what am I channeling in healthy ways versus like just re-traumatizing myself with things I've experienced or seen or whatever um and it's been really fun to I, I like feel alive I'm like I actually think that like well it's that feeling again this is what i'm supposed to do this is who i'm supposed to be so i think this year has definitely been like a very big acting year in comparison to other years which have been spent on the podcast or or you know companies advising companies building companies i don't know fashion whatever so it is it's yeah this time i feel like i've come back to i've reconnected with like that piece of myself that started it all right um it's been healing.
1: Yeah. And does it feel like, yeah, does it feel like the first time that you're acting again, that like, it feels like it did like earlier on, or just like, it feels good in that Mm. sense.
0: It's exciting. And like, in ways effortless, and like, honest and vulnerable, and all of those pieces of myself that I was too terrified to show, you know, even on cam, even maybe on camera um in like an o- honest way i guess so yeah it's like yeah it's it's kind of like doing hobbies like doing things that come naturally and it's, yeah I've, I've loved it i really loved it
1: yeah the vulnerability thing is interesting because it's like something that everyone tries to like hold back but everyone actually wants to share it with each other but everyone's just scared to so like someone has to do it first and then like everyone else like follows and it's funny because everyone feels like the same things you know it's not Mm -hmm. really unique to you even though you think it is um so
0: you really get to um get to i guess put your like mental health across in the work that you do and like the like the clothes that you create um how does that feel like how does it feel to release those things
1: yeah i think like for me it's like been interesting because like um you know, when we started the company, like uh it wasn't like supposed to be like, Oh, like this is now like a mental health company, you know. I think it was just like this name and the name took like this like meaning of its own around like optimism and around like being able to like understand that there's ups and downs in life and and as we started talking about it just through like the clothes, whether it was like the color or even just the name feels like very powerful. Um, people reacted to it in a way of like, wow, like like this hasn't existed before and like like we're you know people were sort of looking for that especially like early on 2017 was still a time where like like celebrities or brands no one was really talking about mental health yet and so i think like being early to that like landscape sort of like was like wow like there's so much impact to be done here and it's like still so early in like the mental health conversation and progress and all these things and like Brands and people are gonna play big roles in one like making everyone th- realize that it is okay to talk about two trying to like fund cool and different projects that like help push the space forward, and then three, just like put it in this light of like, oh, just like we talk about going to the gym, we could talk about working on your mental health and so for us, like as we start to do that, it coincided with like of a journey of like myself of just like oh like yeah, well, I would like to try therapy and, like, what is that experience like for me? Or, oh, like, I understand some of the things that, like, are better for me and my mental health now than than I did before. And I think they were sort of, to, you know, together because I think, like, it isn't until, like, you actually have to, like, think about it for yourself that you can begin to, like, act on it. And because we are so, we're so involved, like, or we try to be involved in the space as much as we can, even through, like, this podcast, like, you know, I share stuff that I'm like, oh, like, I never would have shared that, like, three years ago or four years ago. And so I think all of them just, like, push all of us to grow and try things and and be vulnerable, like you said, and, and be able to, like, both see the company side and see, like, the brand side and all of that and, like, see, like, the product come out through that, but also, like, the personal side of, like, who we are and learning more about ourselves as each year goes on. And I think, like, because of the company's mission and everything we do, I think it, like helps us accelerate that a little bit more because like you have to also like try your best to like walk the walk and learn and everything and and grow from that
0: so do you feel like your own mental health journey and like the kind of shift of mad happy you know being in that space do you think that they've like really accelerated at similar times or do you feel like there's been ebbs and flows where like your own mental health journeys had to take over or like
1: yeah I for sure ebbs and flows because like at the end of the day like regardless of like what the company does like starting a company is really really hard you know for for everyone anyone anywhere and so like that part of it like even now you know it's like there's as the company grows as there's more people like the pressure does build and like you get better at handling that but it is a a startup in it in, it, in its essence isn't like the most balanced thing you could do for your mental health right and so it's like you have to find the right path for yourself and sometimes that means like oh like i've been working so much recently like i need to wind it down a little bit to like focus over here and and vice versa like sometimes you're like i know that like this might like take a hit to my like mental health or like my overall thing but like i really believe in this company and i really want to like give it its best chance to be successful and i think that like we don't shy away from saying that like even like even for like our employees like we do our best around everything mental health but but also it's like it's a startup and like we don't have five thousand employees and like everything's not like cut and dry like there's going to be ups there's going to be downs there's going to be times that it's harder and i think like the meaning of like the work that we're doing i think we're trying to like lead with that and and for me now, being five years in, I think I'm a lot better at it now. But I think it's just, um, it's an ever like evolving process, you know, um, because you grow as a person, the company grows, and then things change.
0: I really love what you just said about like, you know, if I really want to, fo- if you really want to focus on your mental health then like being in this, like creating a and such, it's like, it's, it can be
1: not the best way.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, there's ways that you can balance it. And would you ever like, stop doing it all or like stop doing mad happy like to to like completely like go inward and and fix your mental health
1: yeah it's such a good question i i think for me it's like um you know it's hard to know like how long like we'll we'll be doing the company ourselves um and like you know there's a chance that like we do this for the next 50 years or there's a chance that like oh there's a great opportunity to for someone to to buy the company it's hard to say i do think that like at some point i will need some sort of like break so even if that means like we continue to run the company like yeah i will need to like turn off for a bit and like recenter and all of those pieces for sure like okay? even if i want to start another company in the future like there would have to be like a year or two period where like i'm just like re figuring things out and i also have so many other interests as well that like obviously like time is limited in in figuring out and in exploring when you're working so hard on something so i think like for sure like the act of you know pouring a lot of energy into something for so long like you do need a recharge at some point or i think most people do um and especially a startup especially like something that like you know even like acting or sports like things that are like highly scrutinized and like looked at by so many and that's why i think like athletes take time away now it's just like that that does like have an impact on you um and even if like you can manage it and even if you have better balance and good habits i i still do think that like fully fully being off is is really important and and something that i'll definitely need at some point
2: yeah yeah
1: um but but we'll see hopefully um no time (laughs) soon yeah hopefully not yet but um but yeah two questions we ask everyone um as sort of like final questions um are Mm -hmm. one if there's anyone like is there anyone that like you've been really inspired by like they've had an amazing story or journey that like you think would would be an amazing guest to have on the show if so who would that be
0: well, yeah, I, I, th- I have found like Matthew McConaughey to be someone that's like been incredibly helpful in, in this journey. Um, like not that I've, like, it may sound like I've spoken to him personally. I haven't, I just read his book. <laughs> yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> it's a great yeah. book. Yeah, he would be great. Um, but I think that it's, it's incredibly vulnerable and it's incredibly like, reassuring and like affirming to like hear someone who is like as successful as Matthew McConaughey and like he's like the guy he's like the all-American guy and like and for him to just speak so so vulnerably and so honestly about his journey and how successful he was but also how like deeply unhappy he was with his career and like you know and and the things that he did to change that like i, I think um i think that 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 he's a uh, very inspirational person. And um, yeah, he'd be a great person to chat with.
1: Totally. That's an amazing one. And finally, uh, Maisie, what makes you mad happy?
0: Honestly, oh, so many things. My dog.
1: Wow. What kind of dog?
0: He's a Shih Tzu. He's called Sonny, and he is quite a little nightmare. And I kind of just, I just, I just love him for it. He's, um, yeah.
1: Is he with you in Paris or no?
0: He's not. No, he doesn't travel with me. I think he would get, he's, I think he would get very miserable. It would be such a selfish thing for me to do. And that's also why he makes me so happy. Cause like he has his own little personality. You know how dogs are like, they just love you forever. I don't think that my dog, he's like, you know, it's gotta be on my terms. And he's taught me a lot about, um, putting up boundaries and uh, getting what you want. <laughs> um, yeah, my dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, thank you so much um, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know that you're super busy, so so means a lot. And I think everyone's really, really going to enjoy the episode. Thanks for sharing everything you did. And uh, hopefully we cross paths soon in person and and, and get to do a, just a normal conversation. <laughs>
0: yes absolutely thank you so much for having me and thank you for everything that you guys do Um, the clothes are sick but the podcast is very special (laughs) yeah thank you Maisie (laughs) thank you
1: thank you everyone thank you guys so much for listening really hope you enjoyed this episode you know, one, now that, you know, we're listening to it again, uh, it, it, it really was a good one. Really, really glad Maisie came on. Really appreciated her sharing everything she did. And hope you guys ha- have a great rest of your week. And you'll hear from us next week.
2: The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.